This time of year, you got a plan. Who are the top threats for the Kansas City Chiefs, both in the AFC West and in the AFC at large? We're going to get to those today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It is still June. We're almost to July, which means that's training camp month, and I'm pretty excited about that. But today, we're going to run down who are the threats for the Kansas City Chiefs. The AFC West has gotten stronger. We're going to rank all of them. We're going to come back and we tell you about who are the other AFC teams that could actually put some pressure on them. We know a couple of them. It's going to be a great show. Thanks for joining us. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for free on every platform. You can like, sub, and hit the bell on YouTube. You can join on the audio platforms. You can check us out at rogueapc.com, at nfl33.com. Those are both of my sites with my staff working on other things outside of this. You can check us out, look at the Matrix, do all that kind of stuff because it all comes into what's coming with the opponents the Chiefs are going to face this year. Yeah, I'm Chris Clark. You can find me over at Chiefs Corner. Uh, that is where I, you can find my information and what I am doing over there, salary cap and analytics and statistics. I will say, you know, you look at this, and I do want to throw this out there real quick before we jump into the show. Uh, we will not have a show next Monday. Um, just a heads up. It is going to be July 4th. So enjoy your 4th of July. Celebrate yeah, buddy. Um, Independence Day. Enjoy. And we will be back on Tuesday. So just a heads up on that. Uh, there's a lot to talk about when you start talking about AFC West threats uh, specifically because to say AFC West is probably going to be the toughest division <laughs> in football. I don't think that there's any other way to say it. You know, I mean... They're a threat to everybody. The entire AFC West is a threat to everyone, and I would bet that they win more games than they lose. And if you want to bet, you can check out Bet Online. They are sponsoring us today. Check them out at betonline.ag.net.everywhere. You can find them. I, I think that it's it's gone underrated by the national media just how good this division has become as a whole. It is a threat to everyone. But I, I think the only downside is just how bad are they going to beat each other up? This is a division that the Chiefs have swept for years and years. Andy Reid has has not really had too much trouble with the AFC West. So to, I wouldn't to say all swept. Sudden, I mean, the past couple of years they've lost a couple of games, right? But I, in general, there was there was what uh, yeah. what was it three seasons of sweeps in, in a row? I mean, that's yeah. But lately, the the Chargers and Raiders have given them trouble. I'm just trying to throw that out there because I know we'll get fee- feedback on it. Um, for you five Raiders fans that are listening, yes, we, we remember you beat somebody. Enjoy your lap. It'll probably be a last one for a while. Same to the Chargers. <laughs> uh, but in all reality, what, you know they have won the division six years in a row. I think that they make it seven. But this is going to be a lot harder this year than it's been in years past. Absolutely. And, and the, whole, the whole AFC, honestly, the whole league has to be concerned about it because – Everybody's got more firepower. And what usually for me is a, a much more clear cut, who's the team that is going to give them the hardest time. I, I've been I've been thinking about this all weekend. It's been up in the air. So um, I'll go second. Who is, who is the number one threat to the AFC West title for the Kansas City Chiefs this season in 2022? Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, it's the Los Angeles Chargers. I, I do think that they're starting to get past their – injury bites that they've had the past you know five six years uh the bigger question for me really is there is going to be their coach he's the wild card um i think herbert is the real deal we've talked about him uh they have the weapons they have a good defense they have players i think that they'll be good and i'm not sold on uh mac being what mac 
even half of even really half of what he used to be. Um, I think he can be a player and he can have production, but I, he's not going to be what he was. Definitely not what he was when he was with the Raiders. So the bigger question to me is, does their coach screw them out of a couple of games this year? And I mean <laughs> that. No, I'm serious because he he is the reason they lost to the Chiefs in Los Angeles last year. He is the sole reason. His yeah. decision-making lost them that game. That That is a fair complaint. And I will tell you this. They have improved. They're also my number one team. We'll talk about number two and three coming up here in the next segment, folks. But for right now, focus on who's the immediate threat. And it is this team because I, I'm an analytics guy. You all know that. But I am not somebody that takes chances just to take chances. And some of those things that I think Staley yeah. did kind of bordered on that. Now, he was a first-year head coach. So you got to think that he's going to pull back from that a little bit. And go with the odds. The odds are still better that you go for it more than you kick. But it can't be every single time in every single situation. And when you look at their roster and what they've added, never mind, they did add a fullback. I just want you guys to know that. But the big thing is, <laughs> what have they had trouble with? They've had trouble staying healthy. So depth has always come into play. And they've had trouble with the offensive line. Well, they took the best interior lineman in this last draft in Zion Johnson. And we're plugging him in as a starter day one. That is going to be something. He will play against Chris Jones. Over and over yeah. and over. And he'll get beat early. But I'll tell you, it'll be harder than it appears for a, a rookie matchup. Yeah, and I think that it's, that's a great call. I think that that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. I think it's going to be fun for this season. I'm not sure if it'll be continuing for the future seasons, but we can talk about that later. But when you look at what Staley did, I completely agree with you. It's a matter of you cannot always go for it. And I don't know that he learned his lesson because – the, what he said and, and how he talked after the game, it didn't seem like he had any regrets at all. And I get that thought process. I just don't agree with it because at some point you're going to find yourself in a situation where if you continue to try, you're going to get bit by it. And he got bit by it. He didn't get bit by it near as hard as the Ravens did. And I know we're talking about the Chargers, but the Ravens got bit by it hard uh, trying to beat the Steelers. And that cost them a playoff chance. It is kind of a thing. Now, they also have uh, Jabari Saylor, who I think – sorry, Salier, wrong team uh, – who I think is going to be great depth for them because that's something they've had on the offensive line where if they have an injury, they haven't been able to recover from it. Obviously, Rashawn Slater is going to be out there. They have what I think can stabilize for Herbert, and that makes him more dangerous in my opinion. And now they have JT Woods, who I think was a steal in the third round, that is going to actually help support – Derwin James and Nasir Adderley and whoever's going to have to come in. Asante Siam is probably going to be uh, maybe moving back and forth with Bryce Callahan in there. He might not be on the outside now. That's a matchup we'll talk about when we break down the individual matchups, but there's a lot of, of additions there. Now, I want to talk about who could push them to push the Chiefs. That'll come up here in a second because right now you got to get your money out there on the line in a smart way because all these teams are going to be within striking distance of each other. And you need information. You need all the data you can get. And that is at betonline.net, your number one source for all that info. You can also continue to participate right now uh, as we record this. The Avs have not won the Stanley Cup yet, so you can still bet on that. Uh, you can also go into uh, that that snorefest that is uh, major league baseball check that out if you like um and then you know literally within the month we'll be talking about props about who's going to do what in camp and back to the football world i this this june thing drives me nuts so i hope that you guys get all that information you can bet mma soccer anything that you want a lot coming including the world cup to kansas city you want to check that out as well all that is over on one place at that website betonline.net your number one spot for all of it it's bet online where the game starts 
So we agreed on number one threat in the AFC West. I think it gets really interesting after that because it's 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 two edges of the coin. I think probably four for four. The AFC West probably has the best foursome of quarterback play that we can project in this league right now. I don't think and it's I, close. Yeah, it, it makes it even tighter than it should be, right? Yep. <clears throat> I don't think it's close. I don't think there's a quarterback group in another division that can rival this one. I'm with you. For me, the addition that the Broncos made put them solidly at number two contender behind yep. the Chargers, but honestly, just barely. I had been hemming and hawing about this all weekend because I do believe that Russ has more than he showed in the last two seasons, and I do believe he has the pass catchers to get it done. It's, for me, about can you blend and adapt the entire offense? Because it's not just pitch and catch here these days, right? They've had, what, seven years to try and fix this offensive line? Quinn Miners is there at right guard. You still have Billy Turner and Garrett Bowles as your as your tackles, and that doesn't scream good to me. Uh, Dalton Reiser, like him, uh, K-State product. And then Cushenberry is still there. They added a little bit. Uh, another weapon in, in Dulcich. We'll talk about them in the, in the specific matchup as they come, but it still doesn't feel like an upgraded offensive line to me. We know that their defensive is solid. So that's what slid them just a little bit behind the Chargers, but I still think they can be a threat. What do you think? No, I absolutely think they're a threat. I think they're the second best team, sorry, third best team, second best in uh, you know challenging the Chiefs. Uh, I, I look at the at the Broncos and they have a lot of weapons on offense. They just they're going to have they're going to be trouble. Uh, and that's yeah. reality. The question has always been the QB play that they've had, and it has been subpar for several seasons, and that has kept them from being able to compete. Now they're in a situation where they can compete. The question is, is, is their defense going to be as good as it has been in the past? Because their defense is really what kept them in some games uh, when their offense kind of let them let them down. So if they're able to sustain a good defense and sustain you know, the defensive play or at least somewhat the defensive play that they've had in the past, then I think they can contend in this division uh, and they may challenge the Chargers for the number one seed against Kansas City in, in the AFC West. Russell Wilson is the wild card for me. I do believe, I think you're right, I think he has more than you showed the past couple of years. And I think that in a system that is going to utilize what he does best, which is throw the ball and throw the ball downfield. Uh, and I think he has the weapons to do that here. And it's also a system that that is built to probably throw the ball versus what he was trying to do in Seattle, which was run the ball all the time. I don't get Pete Carroll's desire to stay with the run as much as he has. Uh, when he has a guy like Russell Wilson, it just doesn't make sense. So he could have a great year. The bigger question for me when it comes to the Broncos, other than their it, it, other than their defense staying okay to good, is how does Russell Wilson adapt to this team in year one? I think mm -hmm. he could be the, the second best QB in this division. Uh, it's possible. Uh, the question is, is how does he adapt? How does he go about, you know, adjusting and getting chemistry with these new players on his team? And, you know, you talked about the offensive line. He hasn't had a great offensive line in Seattle. He's been doing okay. I think their offensive line is probably about the same in Denver as it is in Seattle, probably about on par. Uh, if he can get a little bit better, I think he can be even better. But, again, how does he adjust to all these new weapons, to a new place, to a new team, to a new stadium, to a new city? How does he come in here and is he able to just go, you know, on fire from the start. If he is, that's going to be a problem, but I, I think he's going to need some time to adjust. Speaking of a team that has some questions in the offensive line, that leaves the last team in the division, the Las Vegas Raiders. Had to slow that down. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> still do that. Um, now, they also have weapons, but there's a lot of holes on that offensive line. Now, they have elected to stay with Carr, and, and I do feel like there's some faith in him there. Bringing Devontae Adams, I think, obviously helps him. Um, Demarcus Robinson looks like he's going to be a starter for the Las Vegas Raiders, folks. Thank you, right? Raiders. Right? Um, and, and Renfro. And give all – no one gives Renfro enough credit. He and Waller, no, I think, are, are, are the one-two punch here that I think had the best matchups against the Chiefs. We'll talk about that later in the week when we break down what these rosters look like right now. But in the end, it is about that offensive line. They're still thin there. Alex Otherwood is still a starter. Um, they're happy with Colton Miller. Uh, Simpson, James Andre, who I'd have to go look back up to understand what he's going to do. Denzel Good. There's, there's a lot of question marks there. They didn't add to the defense, you know, in, in an incredible way. A lot of depth, but not a whole lot of starters except for they acquired Chandler Jones. This is going to be about can Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr make the offense work well enough to put up enough points to stay viable. Let Max Crosby and the defense kind of handle what they've handled and be good. I don't think they have the ability to be great, but I think they have the ability to be good. And I, I think they will be the fourth team, but I don't know if it's going to be you know, I think they have a shot at going 500, if not better. They were a playoff team last year. Yeah, I'm not sold on McDaniels. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't think that – I think that the Raiders could be a good team. I'm not going to say they can't. They have all the talent in the world. Uh, I think that their roster is probably up there. If you just look at the roster and the talent, I know people don't like Derek Carr. I get it. Uh, but at the same time, I still think he is probably a top 15 QB, maybe top 10 you could probably make an argument. Um, but you look at the roster and on defense, they've got two good pass rushers. They've got, they're starting to get more talent there. They've got a very good wide receiver in Devontae Adams. They've got Darren Waller. So the question becomes, and, and Renfro is fantastic. Uh, you're absolutely right. He does not get enough credit. So the question for me is, does McDaniels learn from his mistakes? Because if he doesn't learn from his mistakes, they will not be a 500 team. If he does, Maybe they are a 500 team, but I don't know that they could be much better with the rest of the division the way it is. Agreed. It's, it's going to be a stretch. It's going to be a fight, but it's not the only fight. There are other teams that are going to push. After you get through the West, you still got to claim the AFC. It's going to be a record run towards another AFC championship game, and Super Bowl has to be the goal. Who's going to give them the most trouble? We'll name them next. All right, now there's there's some pretty obvious choices here. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> I, I, I want to know what you think. Who's the biggest threat to the Chiefs outside of the West, but in the AFC? Buffalo. It's not even close. Really? I, I honestly don't think that's the. I put Buffalo probably as the number two team in this conference, and and they may end up being the number one team in the conference. I think they're going to be fantastic this year. I do think that they're going to challenge Kansas City, and unless they suffer a bunch of injuries, they're going to be a problem. Um, the question with Buffalo is, can they capitalize on Josh Allen's cheap contract? That's what they're trying to do right now. Mm -hmm. If they can do that, then they may be the team that's hosting the AFC Championship game this year. I, I honestly don't think it's close with Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati can be a very good team, but I think Buffalo has improved, and I think that they're just going to be better than they were last year, and they gave Kansas City everything they, they could handle last year. So what you're saying is if the Chiefs don't beat the Bills and the Bills get to that AFC championship team, the Bengals don't even make the, the Super Bowl, right? 
I don't think so. I don't think they could beat Buffalo as long as Buffalo stays healthy this season. That's always going to be the caveat with any of these teams is their health and their ability. They have the system in place. They've, they're not really changing anything. They've added a couple of pieces that are going to help. So I think that it's going to be Buffalo is going to be the biggest challenge to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC. I, I will tell you, I will agree with you that the Bills are the bigger threat. They have taken what they had to correct and added to it. Like, obviously, Gabriel Davis is a burner. Jameson Crowder is, is a decent player. They added, uh, they have Isaiah McKenzie as, as a backup player at this point. They added Khalil Shakir, like one of the best route running ball in his hand kind of players, the guy they didn't have on that offense. I think they're going to be more formidable. Can Greg Russo really take a step forward? We'll talk about that in the matchup later this week, uh, or maybe to start next week as we break that down a little bit closer. I think they are a little bit ahead of the Bengals, specifically because I think there's more variability to what the Bills can do. I think if you can manage to play coverages that take away T. Higgins and Chase, I, I think Chase can still hurt you. There's no way to get around that, obviously. But while Joe Mixon had a nice season last year, I'm not convinced that they can make their living running the ball if they get the kind of treatment that the Chiefs got last season, when teams play him deep, keep everything in front of them, and don't let Jamar Chase beat you over the top, I, I think they can be beaten. And I think the Bills probably will. Well, Chris is muted. He'll be back here in a second because I think he's going to agree with me anyway. But at the end of the day. Yeah, and sorry, I <laughs> muted myself. My dog was barking, uh, and I didn't want it to show up on audio, so I apologize. Um, I agree with you. The Bengals are the second-best team in the AFC that is going to challenge outside the AFC West. Uh, I do think that Baltimore could be a close third. Um, you start looking at other other teams. The question is, is you know, what's Lamar Jackson going to do this year? He's got a contract situation that hasn't been resolved yet. How's that going to play out? Um, but I absolutely agree with you. I think the Bengals have probably – one of the best offices in the NFL. I'm not sure where they'll end up at the end of the year. It depends on how teams decide they want to play Joe Burrow after seeing him last year and what he was able to do. And you're absolutely correct. How do teams deal with Jamar Chase after seeing what he did last year? If they adjust to both those guys, Burrow and Chase are going to have to make adjustments as well. That's what you saw Kansas City having to deal with early in the season, and it really slowed them down early. So the question is, is if you get Cincinnati early in the season, are they going to get a couple more losses than maybe you would think? that could knock them out of the contention of winning the division if, you know, say Baltimore or Cleveland is somehow able to uh, make things, make a run. Jacoby Brissett led Cleveland is not going to make any noise. I will tell you that now. Um, but currently, you guys there's, there's saying... a, currently there's another QB in Cleveland that's not suspended yet. And yes, I believe that he will be. He'll but... be in Carolina, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. That's not who I'm talking about. Oh, no. Okay. I'm not talking about Baker. I'm talking about the other guy. Oh, yeah. He's going to be suspended. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about I, Andrew Barry. He got locked on draft. Don't worry about it. Whoo, that's a decision. But you guys may be screaming, Ryan, why aren't you guys talking about the AFC South? It's because the AFC South doesn't have a team that can push the Chiefs. There are no threats there. But just for the sake of argument, who do you think wins that division? Do you? Because I personally have faith in Doug Peterson. I think he could write that ship enough that without A.J. Brown, Without a viable pass offense in Tennessee, I think they can take that division. Maybe. I still think the Colts have it, but that's me. Yeah. 
Uh, I think Matt Ryan is is probably going to have a better year than he's had the past couple. Um, could be wrong on that. We'll see how that ends up going. But you know they have a strong running game, so bringing in mm-hmm. a veteran quarterback that has the ability to at least play at a, at a competent level is going to really change things. And I think Matt Ryan can still do that in his career. So I think the Colts are going to be the team to beat in that division. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think that they're going to be you know somebody that's going to be making a run for the Super Bowl, but. You know, it's it's a long season, so we'll have to see how that ends up and, and where all these teams shake out uh, when it comes down to it. Agreed. We're going to be interested in it. Now, tomorrow we're going to start breaking down the specific AFC West matchups that you need to see head-to-head. We're going to continue that series. I think you guys dug that. Tomorrow, we're going to look at those Chargers in depth, head-to-head. We won't get David yet. We'll do that later as the season approaches, but we're going to break it down. Don't miss that. Thanks for listening to us today, and we will talk to you then.